Hi, this is Mark. And this is Francois from the Daily Ride Podcast. And uh, we're reaching out to everyone to ask you to please tell your friends, family, loved ones to subscribe to Cats, the podcast. Dogs. Anybody who you think might press the button. Yep. And because uh, we're trying to broaden the listenership of the show and we can only do that with your help. That's so, true. That's Please uh, subscribe and, and share it with a friend. Yeah. And uh, if you can, check out our YouTube channel, Daily Ride Podcast, and uh, subscribe there, too, because then you get to see us in living color. That, what could be more awesome than that? Nothing. Right on. Right on. Hi, this is Mark and Francois doing the Daily Ride Podcast for Wednesday, March 13th, 2019. And even though it was beauty that killed the beast... We're still putting the commute in commuter entertainment. And welcome to the Daily Ride Podcast, the podcast filmed with... Filmed. Recorded. <laughs> Recorded with... With two dudes in a car. Podcast filmed with audio tape. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's your week been? Uh, well, you know, it's just kind of started off. It's been interesting. Yeah? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, been working on the website, you yeah. know. Yes, you Things have. like that, you uh-huh. know. Yep. Um, and, uh, oh, shit, you got a crack in your windshield. Oh, crap. Oh, that's Oh, that is, oh, crap. We heard that happen. Yeah, we heard that happen. Ah, shit. Guess you can call the safe line guys today. Call the safe line guys today. Ah, god damn. Oh, uh, bummer. Sorry. Probably shouldn't have pointed that out first thing. That's fine. I mean, I'm glad to know. I don't want it to get worse. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So. uh, So the week just started off. Uh, We were in Chicago. Uh, Week before that. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the thing that's on my mind. You can't stop me. All right, go ahead. Because you know what? No one's going to hear this until... That's true. And if uh, all parties remain nameless, I don't think we're... Yeah, we're going to remain the nameless. Let's make up a name. So... How about... Uh... uh, Martha... (laughs) Martha, very good. Winkle. Yeah. So, Winklesberry. Yeah, so Martha, yeah, Martha, Martha McWinkleberry works for us. <laughs> and uh, she's been, by and large, a pretty good employee, although she's had some a few sort of weirdnesses. and There have been some weirdnesses. Yeah, I there's know. been some weirdnesses. Not, nothing that, you know, nothing that this sort of super fucking fragile world that we live in doesn't suffer. Right, yes. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. You know, people will call out for a hangnail. Ah, it's causing distress. I got a splinter. Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I can come in I'm today. I'm be an hour late at least. <laughs> anyway. And no one gives a shit because they can, you know, the unemployment rate here is... is Two percent. Two percent. And I, I'm not. I'm not bitching about the low unemployment rate. That's typically, you know, pretty good because people have jobs. But it means that if you need to hire somebody, you know, who's left? The duds. The indigent and the haunted. Right. <laughs> and so occasionally we have to hire the one of the indigent and the haunted. The only way you have out of that 
there's, there's sort of two mechanisms. Somebody who's been out of the workforce for a while because they were raising children or... Right. Uh, oh, you, know, you get lucky with those. Yeah, or, or visiting a, you know, Because they're monastery. just so happy to be out of the goddamn house. Yeah, meditating at a monastery in Tibet for the last five years uh-huh. and decided to rejoin society. Yep. Found out that they, uh, you know, went out to find themselves and find out they were exactly where they thought they were. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So you get those people. That's one way. Yeah. You know, or, you know, sometimes it's, it's somebody who's, you know, had a, a, a job like we're offering, which is, you know, a starting, starter, starter jobs. Starter, starter retail. Starter jobs. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they were doing it in a bigger city, and the, but their significant other moved to Vermont for a job or whatever, and now they want to look for that similar kind of employment here. They don't quite realize yet how little it pays here because the cost of living is lower and because, you know. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> so that takes some adjusting. Yeah. Uh, so those are your best prospects. And so when I, somebody, an applicant comes in uh, that is from out of town, recently out of town, and has Try references and that I can call. No, no, I just hire them on the spot. And right. I worry about the rest later because the chances are much better of me getting a good employee. Sure, okay. Than if I hire a local. Yeah, I gotcha. So, and then the others are the indigent and the haunted. And, you know, I mean, the on the plus side, everybody's tattooing themselves now. So you can get a pretty good sense of who you're right. dealing or with pierced. right away. Piercings are usually a dead giveaway for me. Yeah, so the the... Uh, the second tier of society is no longer, there's no longer a taboo against them getting themselves tattooed or pierced. Right. And so you get to know who they are right away. Right. Uh, there used to be, you know, don't get a tattoo, you'll never get a job. Right. Uh, but that sort of faded away and... Now it's don't get a tattoo, we're not drunk yet. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So, you know, there's, uh, there's that signal for you. We don't have a great story yet about it. Yes, that's right. Uh, who's who's going to want to listen to it? Well, I just walked into the store and got a tattoo. Yeah, I, I thought, man, those tribal tattoos look cool on that guy. <laughs> probably look cool on me. Right. Uh, I want to be an individual just like everybody else. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> which reminds me, I was reading a story last night about a hipster who sued the, some university, had put a picture of a hipster, you know, wearing a, one of those skull caps with a beard, you, sure. know, you know, hipster garb. Sure. And it put him on their, one of their campus posters or campus flyers or something like that. And sure. And sued him for doing it without their permission. Right. But it wasn't him. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and the article was all hipsters look the same. Nice. Anyway, it was funny. That's good. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, so it's it's tough to hire people, and and uh, you never know what you're dealing with. Yes. So her flakiness was not out of the order, you know, not out of the ordinary. <laughs> right. It was sort of standard flakiness. With you so far. Yeah. And, uh, but. Recently, there had been some cash irregularities on her register. Right. Some red flags. 
you know, we see these red flags all the time, and they turn out to be nothing. You know, we track them down, they turn out to be nothing. Correct. So, but we were just, we were at high, you know, we were at, uh, you know, whatever, DEFCON 4. Is that, which one's that one? I don't know. Is DEFCON 1 the high one? I, that's what I think. DEFCON 1. That's what I'm right. going on. And so we're usually at DEFCON 5. We're usually at DEFCON 5. We're not worried about it in the least. Sure. We had stepped it up to DEFCON 4, where we were just kind of, meh, you know, keeping an eye. If we saw a regular, we were going to trace them down, figure out how they happened. A little harder. Yeah, do a little, be a little more, you know, when we were, if we we're off $7 right. on the register, we're not going to let it slide. We're going to kind of figure it out and figure out what happened. <laughs> so Daily ride side note, the clicking you're hearing is mom in the back seat taking pictures a, of skies. Doing a drive-by. Yeah. Drive-by shooting. Yep. Shooting the sky. Mm. So, uh, so, I think yeah. that was picked up? I don't know. Yeah. Guess we'll find out. Anywho, so <laughs> so we Francois were. said something totally random for no apparent reason. <laughs> so so your sister was on heightened alert, slightly elevated alert. Right. Eyes peeled. Yeah, and she was doing the cash yesterday, and she said, uh, "Hey, Dad." Uh, I was on a slightly higher alert. Okay. Because two of our other employees had come to me. And very and, privately and very respectfully. And me as well. And said a little worried. Yeah, because and they were doing it on the download because they like this person. Right, yeah. Yeah, and they didn't want to get the rumor mill rolling, which by the way is just insane. Right. The rumor mill. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. It's used to just eviscerate people. I heard uh, I heard a good one to describe it uh, in a movie I was watching. You know that movie Waiting? Mm-hmm. I rewatched it the other night and uh, you know, the guy's like, how do you already know about that? And he's like, come on, you know this place. The people with the day off already know, you know? And that's exactly how it is where we are. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, and it, so it kind of explains the, the force of the... Uh, I don't want to say Me Too exactly movement, but the force of just trying people in the public sphere. Sure. You know... You get an inkling or a rumor about something, and you just fucking roast them right. before they've ever had a chance to. Well, oh, what? I was accused of what? <laughs> I've lost my job. Why? What? what? What's going on? Wait a minute. On? <laughs> uh, so there, there is a bit of uh, you know the That's villagers true. with pitchforks and, attitude about and it. Much to the other two employees' credit, they were very conscious of that. Right. And I would say went about it very appropriately. Exactly so. I will say exactly the same thing. And they said the same thing to Anjali, and they said the same thing to me. Right. <clears throat> so we were all So they on... told everybody they were just very discreet. <laughs> well, they <laughs> told... Well, okay. well, they told... No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they told the management. Right, yes. Uh, and the people who would be doing cash and watching out for that kind of sure. thing. They did exactly the right thing. Yes. Uh, I was making a joke. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh... So we were all on heightened alert. Yes. Me, I was DEFCON 4. You might have been DEFCON 3. Anjali was probably DEFCON 3. Yeah. Which is why she came to me. Oh, that guy's flashing his lights saying coppers ahead. Ooh. What am I going, 40? Yeah, Thank okay. Thank you, Thank kind you. citizen. License plate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we're all on heightened alert. And your sister says to me, hey, here's a... Uh, a vat. Right. And uh, that is a, 
a term we use in the biz for a void after total. So that means a, a transaction's been run through the register and then voided afterwards for some reason. You know, sometimes you'll ring a, ring a uh, sale up and then the person says, $62? What do I look like? Diamond Jim Brady? Fuck you guys. I'm not buying this. That's insane. For right. one stick of incense? No way. So $62 would be high. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, although it was clearly labeled, so I don't know why they're getting all bent out of it. Maybe they thought 62 cents, whatever. Fair enough. So, uh, so sometimes you get a VAT after you've hit the total key, the amount tendered key. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to explain it. Right. And then they, they, your customer stops, stomps off in a huff mm-hmm. in that scenario. And you write voided after total you know, customer didn't, you know, didn't realize how, what the price was. Right. Uh, and then you put that into the thing, and it <laughs> explains why you're missing $62 in the register that should be there. Yeah. Considered you tendered that out. Sure. Um, but, and she said, hey, Dad, here's a VAT, but it's a duplicate receipt. Right. Well, that's a red flag. And, yes. And, because a common way for employees to steal from retailers over the ages is for them to find a receipt, a legit receipt. Maybe a customer dropped it on the way out the door. Right. They just bought, you know, $100 worth of goods, took their receipt, waddled out the door, receipt fell out of their pocket. Employee spots that receipt on the floor, and especially if it was paid for with cash. Sure. Spots that receipt on the floor, goes, ah, nice, and then takes that receipt, voids it after total, and snaps $100 out of the cash. Right. Uh, that is age-old employee thievery. Sure. <laughs> as old as it. And so retail... Employee thievery, numero uno. Yeah. So, so retailers, the other one is to not ring a sale in, to tender with a no sale, opening the drawer. Yeah. Calculate the tax in your head. Right. Which lots of people can do if they, you know, you ring for a while, you start to know what the item plus tax is. Right. Uh, give the change and hope the customer doesn't ask for a receipt. Right. And then just instead of putting it into the drawer, just put it into your pocket because you didn't tender it into the register. Right. That's number two. Okay. Uh, number three is just to out and out steal from the drawer. Sure. Uh, number four is to not take... Not as good. Not Easier as good. to trace. Number four is to not ring your friends up for items that they bought, or friends or family. Sure. Number five is to take an item you like, put it in a bag, and throw it out with the trash, come collect it later. Right. Those are like the top five way. Oh, and stealing supplies. Sure. Uh, you know, you, you run out of toilet paper at home, you just go grab it. You need pens or, you know, soap for your sink or... You know, just stealing supplies, paper for your printer at home, that kind of stuff. Sure. That's number six. Here's a crazy thing. Uh, If an employee came to me and said, hey, I have no toilet paper at home, and I'm not going to be able to stop at the grocery store. Spare square. (laughs) Can you spare square? (laughs) I'd be like, yeah. Uh, Of course you would. Thank you for asking. I know. I know. Of course you would. You know, and honestly, uh, you know, if an employee needed five bucks to get out of the garage. I'd loan it to him? I'd certainly loan it to him. Right. Might give it to them, depending on the situation. Sure. Uh, anyway, th- uh-huh. there's lots of things like that. <laughs> right. Anyway, so uh, those are the top six ways that employees steal, and they are super common. 
Sure. And rarely get caught. Right. <coughs> so she says, hey, here's a vat with a duplicate receipt. Yes. And since we were on heightened alert, I said, well, what time did it take place? And she said, Saturday at, you know, X o'clock, whatever it was. Right. And I said, well, let's pull up the camera, see what was going on, see what led to that duplicate receipt. Yes. So we've realized that the, the clocks had been out of sync by an hour and nine minutes until daylight saving, and now they're back in sync again. Sure. So that threw us for a bit of a loop for a while. Right. But once we figured that out, uh, we just looked and we, we said, okay, well, this transaction is at, you know, 3.09 or 4.09 or whatever the hell it was. Uh, let's look around that time. So we'd back up a couple of minutes, watch the tape. Sure enough, up comes a customer. Uh paying with cash got her cash out so it's clear that she's paying with cash it's not like a last minute surprise right customers paying with cash uh employee hits the no sale key right and i think she's going for you know number two sure i think she's going for number two she's not going to ring it in and she does give the change back before before having rung it in and puts the money into the register sure and but the customer asked for a receipt. Right. So she has to ring it in. So she has to ring it in. Right. So she rings it in, hands the customer the receipt, and then prints a duplicate right away and sets it on the side. Right. Okay. Uh, Oops. Yeah. So now we're watching. Okay. When's when's that going to be picked up? Yeah. Oh, and rips up the no sale and throws it away. Right. All bad things all bad classic bad right so we watch for another 15 minutes sure enough <laughs> gets gets the opportunity when no one's around finally walks over makes a vat out of that duplicate receipt puts it in the thing opens up the drawer turns her back to the camera and takes the money out of the register and stuffs it into her shirt somehow sure Oh, fuck. Well, there it is, plain as day, right? Right. And I, we said, you know, so, so your sister and I are both downhearted. Right. And we're like, well, I wonder how much it's been for how long, for how long. Sure, yeah, really, you know. of course. And we're like, well, are there any other no sales in the last couple of days? And she says, well, there's another one right at the end of the day. Right. So we go, we watch it, sure enough, exact same maneuver, customer comes in, buys an item for $20, only this time, she rings it in first, gives the customer the, du- oh, rings out the receipt, puts it aside, gives the customer the duplicate receipt. Right. Slightly more clever maneuver. Right. Harder to trace. Harder to trace, but because we were alerted, we just watched the whole thing take place. Gave the customer the duplicate receipt, put the original receipt aside, waited about 15 minutes till the coast was clear, went over to the register, made a vat out of that receipt, put it into the box, took the 20 bucks out of the register, and boom, there's 30 bucks in a you know span of a couple of hours, right out of the register. Ah. So that's what's on my mind. <clears throat> that's what's been on my mind. So, yeah. Anyway. Ah, it's yeah. so galling, you know? Yeah. And, like, we've bent over backwards for this employee. Yeah. You know, loaned her money. Right. <laughs> you know, given her advances. Uh, you know, she calls out, like, 
you know, about once every two weeks at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we haven't stepped up the pressure really because sure. of that. Because uh, they've sort of been for headaches and things like that. You know, what are you going to do? Right. Uh, anyway, but it is pretty galling when somebody you've tried to treat well steals from you. Yeah. Oh, that's upsetting. I'd almost forgotten about that. Uh, so, so yeah, now you, uh, now you have to have a conversation with said employee. Yeah, so it'll be interesting this morning. Yeah. Because uh, i got to go in and deal with that. That's always stressful. Um, yeah. A little, got a little bit of stress going on. Yeah. Not yeah. too bad. I noticed when I came in that you were a little... Yeah, not too know, bad. You're not your usual jaunty self. No, because it's weighing on my mind and I have to deal with it. Like, one, the minute I've dealt with it... You'll feel yeah, instant release. I'll I'll be relieved of my stress. I won't feel much better because it's always a horrible thing to deal with. Right, even when the person deserves it. Yeah, although it's much easier. I have a hard time. I have a hard time explaining that to people sometimes who think that you know firing somebody would be really satisfying. Oh. And well, in one way they're right. It's satisfying in the sense that this terrible thing you have to do is now over. Well, with. and plus, I mean, I, I need to get your, this person out of my shop. Right. You know, she's stealing from me. In the same way that, like, having an audit by the IRS would be satisfying to be through with. Right. I have to sell $60 worth of merchandise to make $30. Right. Yes. Anyway. Um, but uh, but they're always like, oh, man, they were, you know, they they uh, they stole from I, me and you got to fire them. Oh, that must have felt good, you know, like, you know, it just al- giving them the It's funny, like you're that. right. And it's, you're like, no, it's not always really. It always feels bad to me. Yeah. It, but it's easier or harder depending on how much they deserve it. Sure. Yeah. So, so like, like I won't have any difficulty with this particular one. Right. Because if you steal from me, clear as day, clear as that, then it's just it's kind of like booting people out of your store. Right. You know, if you're pretty sure they stole, they're behaving sort of weird. They're sucking up your employees' time because you got to follow them around. But you've never really seen them steal from you. But you're uh, pretty damn sure, and mm-hmm. and then they act belligerently to you, and so you have to kick them out. That's yeah. more difficult. Right. But if you see them put that merchandise in their pocket, it's like then I have no problem. It's still no fun. Right. And it's still a confrontation I'd love to avoid, but it's much easier. Yes. Yeah, like I can go right up and I can say. You know, you know, the path is clear. The path is clear. Yeah, because I've had those moments where I've had to let someone go, mm. and you know, you're like, oh, you're not, you're not terrible. You're just not <sighs> good enough to work at our store. Well, it's it's or, those things you know, where like you just... you come in late, you know, by ten minutes. You know, or you come in late half an hour every day for, you know, or, you know, 10 days out of the next 30. Right. You come in late half an hour. Right. And by the 10th time, you're like, look, if you come in late one more time, I've got to let you go. Just don't even bother coming in. If you're late, you're done. Right. And then the next day, they come in five minutes late. Right. And you're like, oh, fuck, really? For five minutes? For five minutes, you're going you're gonna to make me let you go. Right. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, it's that kind of, yeah, that kind of or, thing. Or two minutes later, whatever, and you're like, but you've been so clear the day before, and now if you don't do it, your it's threats like are is, hollow. Yeah, there is no consequence. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, that's the, that's a tough one too. Yeah, those are the hardest. They're like, well, I, I, you know, it's only, you know, it's five minutes, not yeah. thirty this time. No like, boss. Uh-huh. It, uh, Here's the thing, though. <laughs> what I said was, don't so be the, late again, so or those I have are, to fire you. Those are more difficult. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, if they, for example, yell at you or something like that, no problem. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of my breadline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's not one. satisfying again. It's not fun. It never is fun. Like, no. I've never been like, you know, I've never fired anyone with any kind of glee. Right. There's, I think the there's day you never do, been a something moment. has died inside you that yeah. means you need to get out of the business yeah. or something. Run for office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's sort of a weird thing. I mean, I definitely had people who work for us be like oh just let me fire them and I'm like oh, oh yeah no, you ever give that you ever give that to, to somebody no you ever no. and they're like I can't do it I because I, 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 I have I have thought about that though like, <laughs> you wouldn't have the, you don't have the stones <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely I have definitely done that right you know where I've had a supervisor sure say to me that person's got to go because they were you know they had reached DEFCON one before I did. Sure. Uh, and I'm like, go ahead then. Right. I can't do that. Well, why not? You're so certain a second ago. Right. You know, when somebody else had to pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a gun. Point. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is something that is, people don't realize how, just how, you're fucking with somebody's livelihood. Yes. You know? That's how they feed themselves. Right. You know, it's kind of like how galling it is, you know, when somebody steals from you. Right. You know? Anyway. Yes. It's, yeah. it's up there with those human th- human sort of interactions, uh, like breaking up with someone. Sure, yeah. It's going to hurt their feelings. <laughs> yeah, and if you have any concern for them at all. Right. Or concern for just humanity. You know, even if you're kind of done with them. Right. You still don't want to hurt their feelings. You know, you don't want to make them feel, you know. Even if it is the best, you know, the best thing for both parties. Well, it's often the only course of action. (laughs) Right. You know, the path is clear. Right. But you don't have to do it with like, like I've never kicked somebody out of my store by going, get out of my store, you fucking thief. By God, it's good to get people like you the fuck out of my store. Sure, know? yeah. Uh, I do maybe feel that way sometimes. Sure. But I'm not trying to humiliate them. Right. I'm trying to keep my stuff from being stolen by them. Right. Yes. Uh, there's two separate paths there. And while it could, it there are some instances where it might give me some sort of visceral thrill to do that, particularly if somebody's been just egregious. Right. Uh, It's not the kind of person I want to be. Right. I don't ever want to be comfortable with firing people. Yeah. I I don't want to become comfortable firing people. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, It's a shitty way to look at your, the people you work with. Right. I got there before you, pal. Yeah, you show them. Uh, so it's, it's a shitty way to be to people who, who you know, to, to look at your employees like that. Because I right. think if you, 
if you feel that way when you're firing them... You, like they're expendable or... Yeah, 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 I think that's it. And so even when they're there and you're not going to fire them, you still have that in the back of your head that that, that person's so worthless. Right, right. You know, I can replace that person with a bobby pin. <laughs> Sure. You know? Like, I don't want to look at people like that. I mean, nothing made me quit my job faster than when a manager told me, like, I, you're replaceable, I don't need to have you here, you know. Right, right. You know? And this wasn't like a private conversation conversation they had with me. This was an announcement they made to the entire staff. About you or about, about everyone? About everyone. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, it was kind of like a rally the troops sort of thing. But <laughs> That's like, a way to a, rally it. Hey, yeah. you're all worthless and weak. It was It was very much <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, you all need to step up your game because... Because I don't need you. Because I don't need you. I get applications every day. I could replace you in a heartbeat. You know, like, uh, there's a restaurant that just closed and I'm getting flooded with applications from experienced people, you know. Uh, I got a cardboard cutout of Colonel Sanders is worth as much as you are. Right. Uh, now get back to work. You know, and I was like, I think the next week I asked if I could come back to work for you. And, right. uh, and uh, I was like, I'm quitting. Well, can you work weekends? Or, like, is there going to be, you going to be able to give us any time? No. No, I'm replaceable. No, I'm replaceable. Yeah, you got a dozen like that me was, in the that can. Was, that was made clear to me. <laughs> I don't even know why you're asking. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm confused now. I'd like to go work somewhere where I feel like they couldn't replace me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah. I mean, and the truth of the matter is, is that, is that, you know, like I've had good people who I really value right. quit, and we found some, we found somebody else. Right. You know. So yes, in some sense, in some measure, we're all replaceable. Shit, we're all gonna die. Right. You know, and the world's going to keep spinning. So in some sense, we're all cosmically replaceable. Like a deep note. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Uh, but... Does anything really matter? But, but, the, <laughs> but there's a difference between being replaceable and having no value. Right, yes. <laughs> Correct. And I think when you tell people they're replaceable, it's akin to saying they have no value. Right. And if you look at people like they're all replaceable... Then they have no value. Uh, then they have no value. You know, it's sort of Existentially. why... It's sort of why, uh, you know, the sort of notion of love at first sight is so powerful. Sure. Or, you know, finding the one right. is so powerful. Uh, I mean, the truth is, there's not the one. Right. Excepting <laughs> the case of your mom and I. Right, yes, of course. But yeah. every other instance, you know... Just in case she listens to this tearing It could be... Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It could be one of could be one of many. But the truth is, is that you know your mom could have found someone acceptable, not quite as good as me, perhaps, sure. but yeah. <laughs> but certainly acceptable. Who, someone who she wouldn't have been and miserable spending the rest of her life with. That, that's right. So the chance is out there. Right. Uh, but to go into life thinking that or behaving that way in an existential sense, right, is a big mistake. True. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. the that's how people, you know, end up cheating on each other and right. treating each other like they're not very valuable. Right. So and on that and on that note <laughs> on, on that happy note. Right on. Right on. <laughs>